Welcome to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Christian Podcast. Where is that, that from? It's from um, Saving Silverman. Silverman. That's no one saw that. With no Jack one. Black. If, if anyone's actually even heard of Saving Silverman, let uh-huh. us know. Most likely you have not. Yep. It's one of the first movies we ever rented. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, Blockbuster. Well, you mean just without our parents? Without our parents, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without With our, our own blockbuster card and everything. Yes, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember watching that, thinking it was the funniest movie ever. It's probably not that funny. No, probably isn't. <laughs> but uh, welcome to Nacho Mama's Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Shame Topper. Say, come on, yeah, come on, yeah. Cracked a couple times in that, Eric. What's up? You're not the host, by the way. I am. You're not the sole host, because I know there's, there the might be some new people host. listening, and they think that now it's Shane's show with the two sidekicks, the Eric's. I have, I'm not saying it, but you're implying it. I have my I have my guest on, Eric, and I have no. my best friend on, nope. who's best my friend. co-host, Topper. Nope, nope, nope. That is not true. But uh, we have uh, a lot of fun things to get to today. Shane, what are we even talking about today? Today, we're talking about pornography. Oh, uh, uh, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting uh, serious in this one, huh? I guess. <laughs> no, jo- no more joking today. No, yeah, can't no. Be, can't be joking. No. Well, And this is, a, this is a topic that we've wanted to talk about for a while, but trying to find the right opportunity to talk about it and, and to spend some time here. But um, it's, I think it's going to be a good episode. Yeah, this is a trickier topic because in the Christian world, it's a topic that doesn't seem to be discussed ever, but mm-hmm. everyone has a struggle with it almost. Well, like, it's hard to find pe- people that have not struggled with it at some point in their life, especially guys. Yeah. But yet... I don't that, know if that's the case for girls as much. But I, it's there, getting, there are some, There definitely are girls who struggle with it, and I, I don't want to minimize it and say that girls don't yeah, struggle with it. Yeah, it's actually like a, a different trend now of, mm-hmm. of girls actually struggling with, with pornography. But um, yeah, it's when it comes to guys, almost... Well, and every guy has struggled with it. Now a trend is, since guys are like, there are so many guys who just watch pornography all the time and don't even think there's anything wrong with it, that some girls will watch it with their boyfriend or their husband or something like that because they think that, well, they're going to do it anyways, so at least I'm here as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is obviously crazy as well (laughs) and not healthy for any relationship but that is something that a lot of people are doing yeah it's so crazy that such like a such a hidden industry and something so so not talked about like can be so big such a multi-billion dollar like yeah do you want to know exactly how much how much money yeah i'd like to hear that this is from the books the book eyes of integrity by craig gross um, book that I read um, a couple of years ago. It's actually a little older now, but it's really insightful on the industry. But um, the pornography industry, when this book was written, wh- makes about $57 billion. Worldwide. Oh, that's, okay. in, that's way more than people in the world. That's more than the that's more than the combined. You ready for this part? There's only like seven billion people in the world. <laughs> more than the combined revenues of all the professional football, baseball, basketball teams in America. So you take all the football, mer- so basketball, crazy. and baseball teams and combine their revenues. They porn industry makes more. Oh that, my, that is goodness. crazy. The that porn is. industry in the U.S. alone, which is twelve billion dollars, U.S. alone is twelve billion dollars, exceeds the combined revenues. Billion of, with a B. 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 Oh my gosh. Con- exceeds the combined revenues of ABC, CBS, and NBC. Oh my goodness. So the three major networks, oh. pornography makes more in the U.S. than those companies do. And then here's the worst one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Is the child pornography business that makes three billion dollars annually? Three billion dollars, which is which is um. Which is the worst one? Now, now, <laughs> that's crazy. Th- this isn't meant to sound bad or whatever. This is really just me being naive to this, and because I I understand the child pornography industry making that amount of money because that is something that is done in secret and private. That that is not like commonly accepted uh, in in the world, right? Like even yeah, a so person people. for most people who look at pornography would would say that is disgusting and disturbing and awful yeah right but when it comes to regular pornography it amazes me that they make that much money because it's free right and now i know it all comes from advertising yeah but like who's gonna advertise on a porn company 
other uh, other porn websites, right? Yeah, but like, that's... You don't see like a cleaning company advertising on a porn website, no. do you? No, but no. they're still making... Those porn sites are still making money because you can still go to a place where you do possibly will buy something. So it's still making it just just because it's an ad of another porn doesn't mean it's not costing money ad wise. So yeah, but all, and there's so many ads mm. on on porn sites. I mean, every page you click on, there's there's three or four. Right. Every single one that makes money. And then if someone were to even click it but not even do anything with it, that makes money. Yeah. And then if someone like does eventually do something or, something or just any reason. But but who who is on a porn website and then goes? Oh yeah, I would like to buy that item, and then leaves that porn website to go to that advertisement. Like I, I, I just do. I'm People sure do. that it does happen. It just kind of blows my mind when you think about it, because yeah. most of the time when somebody's on a porn website, are they're not like shopping at the same well, time. The, one of the big problems is you get to a point where it's just so um, normal. It's your what you're looking at is not doing it for you anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you have to go deeper and deeper and then you try other things. Then you might buy something from like a, a porn store or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, who knows? So, so yeah. I mean, advertisements, advertisements. Obviously, they make money. Industry. It's just, yeah, it's making $57 I have, I have billion. Dollars. Yeah. 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 No, porn, I feel like it's just everywhere. Like yeah. even the, ter- the term itself mm-hmm. is just is become such a norm. It's yeah. it, like so desensitized. You think about it. You can follow Instagrams now that are word porn, yeah. um, food porn. You know what I mean? Like the, right. the term. It's just. It's everywhere. It's yeah. everything you see. It's All crazy. And it's and it and it's not just like websites you go to at this point. It's also like like recently we had some. Well, this happens all the time on, on our Twitter. We'll have someone like our our tweet or retweet it, and I'll go, "Who in the world is that?" And I'll go to it, and it's just a porn person. Yeah, it's just a girl. I want you to like click and look like, at their cam. Hey, you want to f? And that's yeah. and you click this, and it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a webcam or whatever. It's just some kind of. It's just a. I mean, just a robot. It's not real, but mm-hmm. that that happens all the time. So not only is it if you don't go to it, if you just have Twitter, you're gonna it's gonna come after you. Right. <laughs> like that's but that's what happens when you have a fifty seven billion dollar industry that makes so much money Huge, that yeah. they they will they can come after you just like. Any, I mean, if we all know about advertisers, ABC, CBS, and NBC, and they don't make nearly as much. Yeah. But the but the church has been very hesitant to talk about this, and people are even hesitant to it, even admit this because people think like mm-hmm. I'm I'm alone in this. And when I was struggling with it, that's what I always mm-hmm. thought. I'm alone in 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 this struggle and this fight against mm-hmm. it. And it wasn't until like I I heard from other people or talked to other people or, or started confessing um, what I did that it. I'm, I realize that oh, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just my friends in school that that yeah. don't care about church stuff. It's actually like my church friends too. Are all struggling. Everyone's struggling with it. Yeah, I I really have not met another guy who who I've actually talked to about it who has not struggled. Like I've never shared my personal struggles with pornography with somebody else, and that person reply with I've never struggled with that. Yeah, and every time know, it's always been that. like me too. There's yeah. not been a single time where the other person has not responded that way, yeah. um, which is good to know. But especially if you're a part of the church, um, it's something that you can be so ashamed about because you know that it's wrong and you know that it's a sin, but you also feel like you can't talk to anybody about it because it's so embarrassing and you feel like you're going to be judged for it and all these different thoughts that, that go through your mind. But it's such a... if. And, and and the Bible touches on this that sexual immorality is different than other sins mm-hmm. because it's a sin against your own body. Yeah. And so it's knowing that and knowing some other things about it, you just feel dark, dirty, and weird about the whole thing. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's like even hard. Like I, I found myself struggling the most just when I'm bored. Yeah. And like it's not like just. When it's coming at you at all times, and even if you watch certain shows, like mm-hmm. it's not porn, but it's still like that that lust or those thoughts that are being tangled or whatever. It's like, man, how do you not at yeah. this point? You turn on a football game and there's a shot of cheerleaders who are wearing yeah. like next to nothing, and and yeah. and obviously it's not. I don't know. I'm not trying to say that it's the girl's fault for dressing that way, but it's really difficult for a guy to see somebody like that and then not have those thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's just, if, if you're trying to like avoid all that stuff at all costs and like you literally... It's everywhere. Can't go outside. You can't yeah. have any social media. You can't be online. You can't watch TV. So that's why 
there's organizations that are out that are trying to fight against this, mm-hmm. even though it's they're fighting against a $57 billion industry, mm-hmm. there's still organizations that are fighting against this. So today we actually had the privilege of interviewing a guy named Craig Gross. Gross. No, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> we, I asked him. <laughs> and, um, he it's is, exactly how it's spelled. Yeah, <laughs> I don't but, know why people but, say gross. But you always feel like, oh, I don't want to be rude and say his name is gross. Or yeah, like I've done interviews and I introduced, who was the guy I interviewed? Uh, interviewed? Dad Tired. Yeah, uh, Jared Lopes. Yeah, and Lopes. I said Lopez. Lopez, yep. Like an idiot. Yeah. Paris us all. But anyway, <laughs> Craig Gross is, um, he is, he calls himself the porn pastor. Yep. Um, wow. And he started an, or- an organization called the Triple X Church that is, uh, that is titled the number one Christian porn website or something oh, wow. like that. Um, and obviously, they aren't actually. Uh, showing pornography, but they're fighting against it, and they're doing a tremendous job at it. Um, I, I, I shared this in the interview with Craig, um, but Triple X Church has changed my life, and it's helped me to um, overcome my struggles and my addiction to pornography. Um, and it, it re- they really do a good job of changing lives because they give you opportunities. Um, if you are listening to this and you are struggling with pornography, the first step is going to their website, in my opinion. Yep, uh, xxxchurch.com. And there are so many things that are available for you. Now, there are some things that cost money, but there's also so many things that are free. Um, they're, uh, they're, they're not a company trying to make money, no. trying to help people. And if you, you want to use some of their software or some of their things that they offer that cost money and you can't afford it, send them a message. Because I know people who have done this. They've emailed them, sent them a message, and then next thing you know, they reply back and say, we will do everything that we can to get you help. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's pretty amazing. That's so cool. they, they, they are really showing the love of Jesus Christ by helping people in a dark situation. Yeah. We wanted to talk about porn for a little bit um, because it's a pretty interesting topic. And we're like, well, we should... And it's a huge topic. Yeah. And we're like, we should try to get like... Let's just, well, let's just email triple x church and see if somebody can come on yeah and then within that like next couple hours craig emailed back which we didn't expect and he was like yeah i'll do it what do you want to do it next week and yep it was that easy so um we really appreciate craig for coming on but let's get right let's get right to that episode uh or right to our interview with with craig Well, we're here with uh, with Craig Gross, and it's Craig Gross, not Craig Gross, right? Yes. It's <laughs> yeah. gross. Shane gotcha. always says Gross. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Want to make sure that we got it right. And uh, Craig is the the founder of Triple X Church, um, and uh, we're super excited to have Craig on and uh, just to talk with us a little bit about um, the dangers of pornography. But Craig, if you could just um, give us a little bit of background of who you are and and how you came to start Triple uh, X Church. Uh. Man, well, I'm a porn pastor now, but never, ever did I want to be that or think (laughs) I would do anything like this. I was a youth pastor. I thought uh, I'd be a pastor because I used to sell baseball cards and (laughs) then Pogs came out. I I remember Pogs back in the day. I had nothing else to do, yeah. All the slammers. It's dating us. It's dating our our age. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my youth pastor had a huge impact on my life, and so I thought, man, I, I, I want to do youth ministry. So go, man, 1998, 1999, start working with junior high kids, the internet's out, mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, I saw a shift. I'm 41 now, so back in the day, I, I couldn't find porn. I wasn't tall enough to reach it <laughs> yeah. at the liquor store yeah, on the yeah. top. I couldn't descramble spice on the on the on my cable. <laughs> I mean, I, I tried all those things, but I just you just couldn't find it. And then I, I started dealing with junior high kids, and every kid's like, "Hey, I, you know, it took like three minutes, but I got this image to download and yeah, on the yeah. dial of you know on dial of days of the internet." And and so our goal from the start was just, "Hey, could we create a safe place online where people could know that they're not alone?" And yeah. I think when whenever you're stuck with any sort of sin or any sort of addiction, especially in isolation, you immediately think this is just me. And, you know, we didn't want to shut down the industry. We didn't want to boycott or legislate. Our thought from the beginning was just, hey, let's help people who really feel stuck and they feel all alone. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was right time, right place. You know, we launched in 2002. Um, everyone in the Christian world was like, oh, you guys are so ahead of your time. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we're not. We're just reacting. Whenever yeah. you're reacting to a problem, I don't know how you're ahead of your time because yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we wanted we wanted to really help people. And um, man, 17 years, well, 15, 16. I don't even know now. 16 <laughs> years later, um, yeah, this is what I've still been doing, and I think it's gotten a, in some regards, it's gotten a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And on other regards, what started because I cared about other people's kids. I got a 14 year old and a 11 year old. And mm. now today in 2017, I feel like it's way more personal for me because, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know how our kids stand a chance to be honest, just yeah. not just because of porn on, on the internet, but just, you know, from social media to just everything mm-hmm. that they're exposed to. So we've been hanging around for a while trying to help people. And, um, at least now we don't have to explain it as much to people because yeah, a lot yeah. of people get it. Whereas back in the day, man, yeah. you know, my mom, everybody else <laughs> thought we were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can remember the first, the first time I was even exposed to anything like that. It was, um, we had Cinemax and we were watching something on a VCR. And back then you would have it on channel three and then once the movie stopped, it went to what was on Channel 3, which is Cinemax. And I remember in like fifth or sixth grade seeing like uh, a woman having sex and seeing her breasts and everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like we were terrified of it. Yeah. And then the older we got, the more we're exposed to little things here and there. And then all of a sudden cell phones and having that technology just right mm-hmm. at your hands. It, it, it became a point where it was like impossible for me not to do it. Yeah. And all of my friends were doing it. And no, everyone said it's not that big a deal. It's 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 fine. You're, whatever. Um, so, how have you seen it change from from when you first started to now? All this new technology, and and you're having to keep up with cell phones and all these different ways that people can access it. Man, it's it's. I mean, so go to like 2004. Like we thought we created this software called X3 Watch and. Mm-hmm. Um, the basic idea was just, you know, big bulky windows computers is what we were all on. I mean, we <laughs> access the internet really just one way. Like you're lucky if you could spend, you know, three grand for like some gateway or Dell computer. Yeah. Um, and, oh gosh, internet explorer. So, you know, back in the day it was just, it was, that was all we had. And I remember reading things like even 10 years ago when they're like, Hey, by this year, there's going to be average family's going to have 17 internet connected devices <laughs> at home. And, you know, and you're just like, no way. Like what? And now literally what's not connected to the internet. Yeah. It's just, it's that ridiculous. And I think for us, it's so much harder, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, even when we talk about X3 watch, like that software, it was so easy to, to do. Well, I wouldn't say so easy. I mean, it costs us thousands of dollars to figure out how to monitor <laughs> yeah what you look at but you had like one browser and you know there's a few people back then on Macs and then when we went to Apple and then when we went to iPhone and Android to keep up even you know my 14 mm-hmm. year old yesterday I pick him up from school and he's like hey did you watch the iOS 11 update I was like no I've been working <laughs> I was like, aren't, you, aren't you at school and he's like yeah but we were like all watching all this stuff and for me like as somebody that develops you know we, we still have this software I mean part of me is just like crap like Mm -hmm. what are they going to do now because you know what are they changing because all that all that means to me is like more money because (laughs) what do we have to do now um to keep this updated on ios 11 and now you have to keep it updated on 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 android and and so it's gotten so much tougher where not that we're throwing in the towel on that Mm -hmm. but i feel like if you're just relying like even like if you use our software and you're like oh well that's good but there's so many other ways to find porn that we'll yeah. never be able to tell that if you're playing those games, like no t- technology or software is ever going to s- stop you. Like you've yeah, got to be right. honest. You've got to be open about this because, you know, we are literally throwing our hands up going, I mean, what, there are so many ways to access, you mm-hmm. know, not just porn, but the internet that uh, it, it blows my mind. I mean, just walking into Best Buy and, and seeing a refrigerator that's that's got internet access. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and as a parent, you have it's hard to even just keep up with the newest trends of like Snapchat or just whatever else your students are using, which is, are ways that um, they can be fed 
these images and and sex and all that stuff too i mean how do you it's hard to even keep up with it mm-hmm. yeah i said uh, my my son got in trouble the other day like we're, we're very like I'm on some extremes. Like I took my 14 year old to Coachella, so I don't. I didn't see many other dads with their son and, and their <laughs> yeah, friends yeah. there. Only the poor so, pastor. <laughs> no, but it's like, hey, I'm very loose on a lot of things. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. my son would say, "Hey, on technology, dad, like you're the strictest out of anybody we know." And it's like, yeah, well, look what I do for yeah, a living. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, he's on his eighth grade trip. He goes behind my not behind my back, but he signed in. He doesn't have access to Instagram or social media on his phone. Um, so he signed in on his friend's phone and I see this like direct message relationship with this girl, um, on his Instagram. So I was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, dude, I'm not stupid. Like I saw this, like, at least tell me, you know, like, so I'm like, who's this girl? And so he kind of told me half the story and here's me in eighth grade on my eighth grade trip. I tried to kiss a girl on the people, people mover, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, um, my wife's like, this is just the new version of that. I was yeah, like, you know, where it's like, hey, follow me on, you know. And anyways, there's this like conversation. And and so I just said, look, if I don't let you have this on your phone, like there's probably a reason why I, I wouldn't allow you to sign in on a friend's phone. Yeah, yeah. And then do this. And then my wife says to him, you know, your dad's always going to be smarter <laughs> than you on this. And she's just like, you know, just kind of talking me up like you're mm-hmm. screwed. And um <laughs> And when he went to bed, I was like, hey, Jeanette, you know, like, he's he's better at this stuff than I am. Like, he's, <laughs> I mean, when we were at Coachella, he's doing something on his video, and the guy in front of me is like, that's sick. You know, he's yeah. like, I, was like, I don't even know what he's doing with his finger and some video thing. But I'm like, there's a day coming, not not too you know, soon off, that, no, they're, they're going to know how to go around all this stuff. Right, and, yep. And even even me who does this for a living. So I think your average parent is way behind the eight ball. And that's scary when you yeah. you have no idea. You still think, you know, you have no clue what your kids are doing online. Like you don't stand a chance. And and mm-hmm. that's where I feel like most parents are sitting and they just give these kids these devices right out of the box. Mm-hmm. And they hope they'll make, you know, adult decisions yet. I mean, I love basketball and, you know, Draymond Green last year, I was just watching the, the special on him on Sunday on E60 and, you know, he sends out a snap of his penis yeah, and it's yeah. like, we watch grown adults make dumb decisions. So we really think our kids are going to make smart yeah. decisions on these things? No. Yeah, very true. And so one of the one of the great things about Triple X Churches, and you're just touching on it, is that it's not just about the software that you guys put out, but but you take an interest in investing in relationship with people because you you know you've seen the dangers of pornography. So can you touch a little bit on what sort of effect pornography has on people? Man, uh, it, it's... It's devastating. I mean, it's not, I don't see this, oh, it's great. Like, you have better sex when you watch porn. No, it's fake. Everything mm-hmm. about it, from the kid that's watching porn from 12 to 20 and gets married thinking, you know, mm-hmm. all these things are great. And it's like, your wife's going, no, I don't, that hurts. I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Where are you getting the, like, this has definitely become our sex ed. So I think that's a first, it's a false sense of sex. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have been educated with porn, you'll actually be disappointed with real sex. And, and that's just, you'll go back to, to porn instead of right. yep. a r- r- real person, you know? And I, and I think beyond that, like the shame and the isolation, the secrets, like most people don't, you know, if you're an alcoholic, you stumble home drunk. Like it's really hard to hide, but most people I find out dealing with porn they they've never told anybody so then they get married and especially christians like mm-hmm. we're so it's such bs that we think that like marriage solves all our problems <laughs> oh my gosh and, oh like oh we're virgins and now like you know now we're gonna have sex all the time but yet i've been struggling with porn my whole life mm-hmm. but, and then you start to have marriage I, problems and you think oh kids will solve that and, you have kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like no and so you're gonna get caught and i think that's that's the hardest thing. Like we have our ministry launched in January, this program for called recover for, um, helping women who have been hurt, um, hurt by 
sexual betrayal. So mm-hmm. women that have found out their husbands are not just looking at porn. I mean, from affairs to strip clubs. I mean, you name it. So yeah. it's been amazing. We have this retreat that's going on right now as I speak. So on Saturday, my wife and I and kids, we basically went to San Diego to open up this house. And then we got out of there because it's a women's retreat. Yeah. But as we were leaving, a couple of people were knocking on the door and I'm leaving. So I opened the door and like there's these two ladies. They're probably mid 40s. One's from Knoxville, Tennessee, and one's from uh, Houston, Texas. They're scared to death. Like they knock on the door, I open the door, and I was like, oh, welcome. And I mean, it's this house at the beach. It's going to be an amazing time, but you could just tell like they're never when they were walking down the aisle did they think one day I'll go to this beach house in San Diego with 20 other women who have either all lost their marriage or all married to porn addicts. Yeah. And I got in the car and I said to my wife, I was just like, I've done this for quite some time, but when you like, it was just, it was like shaking their hand and, and looking at them and seeing just the pain in their eyes of like having to travel across the country to come to this thing, not by their choice, because this is something that for the most part, you know, it was a, their husband got caught or got found out. And now their world, like that's what people don't get. It's not just not hurting anyone. Like, mm-hmm. There's 20 women right now in San Diego that are going, because of my husband's addiction or choices, our marriage is is broken. Our kids are, you know, all this, there's so much fallout. And I think that's when we we don't really see that. We think, oh, it's just like entertainment or it's just boobs. No, it's like, there's so much more layers to this. And it's, I just, I just, you know, walked away from that going, man, this is just, and I've been getting updates from Michelle, who's leading this retreat. Um, and it's just heavy, but at the same time, tomorrow we start this retreat in Alaska and I'm looking at the list of guys coming and we're talking about from around the world, like, you know, from Australia, from Puerto Rico, from, Mm -hmm. I mean, all over the place to Alaska. And these are dudes that are like, okay, this is it. Like I've tried everything, but I need some serious help and a breakthrough here. And I think when you see that every day in your inbox or you meet these people and you you see the brokenness, I mean, there's no way that I'm going to go back and go, Oh yeah, this is just kind of harmless. Like, no, this is, eh, there's a lot, not just wrong with this, but what it does to people and how it just, it takes the life out of you. It, it, you know, it sucks the the marriage out of it. Like it just, it's rough, man. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's tough to watch. Yeah. And I've heard you, I I think you wrote it in um, eyes of integrity, how, um, it's it's so hard to stop, especially when you're married. When um, you get older, your wife gets older, at, but you find videos and images, and they're always the same. They're always perfect, and it just makes this fantasy and this unreal expectation that your wife will never be able to compete with. Um, and and just the damage that can do. And you talked about a story in your book about uh, a a woman who found out her husband. Uh, was looking at porn so she would start to watch it with him and like just some of the unbelievable things that can happen when we let something that's not a big deal people think uh and just slowly overtake our lives yeah i mean it's just like it it's it's a spiral down whether it's and i'm not saying like a lot of this we really want to talk to like the christians out there like christians and and this is going to sound like we're making excuses for this, but we're not at all. Like, dude, if if your husband's looking at porn and he cheated on you, like that, he's got to own that. But if we yeah. back way up, like if I'm sitting there, I'm talking to a couple last week, I had dinner with my wife and I, and okay, he cheated on her. Like, okay, we got that out. Okay, he's looking at porn, and she's all focused on like, what are you going to do for him? So I I was like, hey, let's back up. You guys have been married what fifteen years. Mm-hmm. How's your sex? And then you know it gets all quiet. <laughs> well, we didn't have like we maybe had sex a couple times over the course of a year. And so, once again, in the Christian world, oh, marriage and like like for those of us that all went to those like retreats where we swore off our you know sex. I mean, I was a virgin when I got married, and I, I was under this impression I'd have sex all the time, and it, yeah, yeah, you know, it was just gonna just 
man, sex will solve everything. Just if marriage doesn't solve it, sex will. And I find that a lot of Christians are having the worst sex out of anybody. And I didn't want to say it. It was nice to have my wife there because I don't really have much of a filter. (laughs) Um, But and so I think she kind of said it like, what do you think's going to happen? And and that sounds like you're making an excuse for it. But if you're in a marriage and you don't have sex, somebody's going to cheat. Like, let's Mm -hmm. just be honest. Somebody's going to look at porn. Even the women like you can't. That's Satan says like, man, that's how I'm going to sneak in on your marriage. And the Bible is clear like, man. He, he's gonna steal this from you and i think so we we start telling this couple there's this pretty incredible i have some friends that went to it it's this sex and intimacy um retreat and there's obviously something broken in that marriage now i didn't say go to that right now because now what you're dealing with is a porn problem and an affair so you got to both work through those things how you're going to deal with it as a female how he's going to get through it and once that's solved then you got to back up and go, okay, so our first issue was an intimacy issue that, hey, for some reason, this woman wasn't able to, uh, you know, want to have sex or engage. And there might be a lot of hurt or abuse or other things that, once again, we think marriage solves it so we don't yep. deal with it. And then you end up having this dysfunction that, that leads to stuff like this. But what happens now is like those issues, those core issues are probably never going to get dealt with because there's so much more that's on top of it that you'll never even get to that. And, And so when I say, Hey, there's this retreat in Seattle that this company that I know that I've got friends that have gone to, Hey, that's not till the end of October. And I was like, that gives you guys all summer to kind of work through each of kind of these other issues and then head there. But like she almost kind of got mad that I was saying that they needed to, because obviously sex is the last thing she wants to think about now. Yeah. Yeah. She cheated on it. Yeah. And so we just see all this all the time where you're just like, Oh gosh, like even with dudes in porn, maybe it's not sex that maybe it's like hurt from a childhood. Maybe it's trauma. Maybe it's pain. Maybe it's something else. And those are like deeper things that especially guys don't want to deal with. Like, why am I looking at porn? And I think, I don't know, like when you do this as long as I have now, like everything's been written really like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, well, you're, you're mentioning eyes of integrity. There's this book or that book. Like when we go to write a blog, I'm like, what else can we say? You know, it's like, (laughs) but I think. So what we've tried to do is just like as we've gone a little deeper and, and okay, cool, like you've looked at porn. Like I get that, but why? And you start asking some of those questions. Mm-hmm. It's been fun to kind of kind of go there and, and to see that, man, this is, this is medicine. It's medicating. Like a lot of people are just medicating something, but it's, it's getting to those core things that I think is really going to – you're going to see the breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So – with talking about so many people who struggle with addiction, and and I know in my life when when I've struggled with pornography addiction, it's something that I don't even want to do. It's something I don't even want to be a part of, but I can't seem to break it. And and I've heard so many other people say the same thing. So how does someone overcome a a porn addiction, or what's like the some of the first steps to take to get on the road to to recovery? Well, I think you said it like. Uh, I mean, we'll be at a porn show in Chicago in two weeks, and I love like the the Christian gang that says, "Oh, have you let those people? You tell them that Jesus loves you, but have you told them what they're doing is wrong?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're in church or out of church or at a porn show or at in a, at a retreat. Like most people get that. Like, I don't want to do it. I mean, Paul says it best. Like, I do what I don't want to do. So, yeah, yeah. I, even porn stars, like I haven't met one that's like, I really love this. Like mm. they they don't want to do this. So. I think that's that first kind of thing is like understanding if I'm doing something I don't want to do, like, yeah, why am I doing this? And, and, um, what is triggering that? What is, you know, and, and, and not just, like I said earlier, dealing with maybe the past or the pain or, but identifying kind of those times where it's just like, okay, cool. I, I, I know late at night when my wife goes to bed early, like those are our times, like, you can really, if you start talking through this and you go, man, when I'm depressed or when I'm feeling like crap or, um, it's talking through some of those first things of like, okay, 
when do I find myself in these situations? Um, and then if, cause if you're truly doing something that you don't want to do, I think you're onto something because there are some people that are like, screw it. I, I, I have no problem at all with any of this stuff and I'm going to live like hell. And yeah. Okay. That part, that person is a little tougher to deal with. Like I yeah. like dealing with the person that goes, man, I really feel stuck. Like I don't want to do this. Um, well then, okay. Identify some of those things and then bring somebody in on that. And that's where it's like, oh, well, I might get fired. I'm a pastor. Well, do we have five small groups online that meet um, through Triple X Church just for pastors? Because we get it. If you're a pastor and you tell someone you're looking at porn, for some odd reason, your job's on the line. Yeah. Um, yet, if you're three, I'm not looking at you guys, so I don't know how, how big you guys are. But if you're 300 pounds, like, you know, yeah, it I was thinking the same like, thing. Like, yeah. That one's okay in church, but yet you look at porn here or there, like, oh, you're, you can't, you're disqualified. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. you've got to find a safe outlet no matter what job or what role you're in with other people and not just, oh, okay, brother, I'll pray for you. But like, I do think for a lot of people, like some wives I've talked to want to be in on that. Otherwise, they're like, no, find dudes that, that, yeah. that, yeah. that you can. But being honest, like, hey, here's this is a struggle for me to have those open and honest conversations and then somebody that's actually going to hold you like i might say software is not the answer anymore like but x3 watch originally it's the idea of accountability like right hey if somebody knows where your struggle is where where you're tempted and you invite them in your life i still don't know something better than that that's gonna like not solve that or take that away but have an outlet have somebody to go to have somebody that, that you know and if i'm if they're going to ask me this tomorrow or if i'm going to see them or if they're going to call me they have permission to call me at two o'clock at night or yeah. to um i think i think those are huge things and then ultimately you've got to you've got to be willing to make those choices to go okay i've got you know the proverbs i think says like fool goes back to his sin like a a dog goes back to its vomit. Like, yeah, I, I took an NFL player who's won a Super Bowl to the Verizon store to get a flip phone. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, okay, it was fun. Like, they're like, oh, well, you eligible for an upgrade? I'm like, oh no, let's talk to his wife. He's eligible for a downgrade. <laughs> you know, like, and nobody wants a flip phone. Nobody wants like, you know, I told that same guy, you need a roommate on the road when you travel, dude. I'm not a rookie anymore. Yeah, but your wife doesn't trust you in your own home yeah so why would you and so you start thinking all right god's gonna do what only god's gonna do i got an accountability partner but now i, I can't keep being an idiot i i've got to actually be smart about the things like i don't travel by myself like not because i don't trust myself not to hook up with somebody or look you know look at porn in my hotel room but it's just that that idea of going i i think when you're least when you think you're least likely to fall is when yep. Yep. is when mm -hmm. you're probably going to crash. We're not going to you're not going to find us at the porn show at Chicago like at some porn stars booth like getting autographs and getting photos. Like you're going to find us like when nobody's watching is when people fall apart. So for me to go yeah, I mean, it's really tough to travel to Milwaukee to speak at this church. No, it's like I could handle that, I think, but it's like I'm going to take somebody on the road with me just whether it's my kid or whether it's somebody, you know, on mm -hmm. our staff, like, and I just know I'm not, I'm not going to let anything like that kind of, you know, sneak into my life. And I think making those kind of decisions to know, to know yourself enough to know, man, even, even when you think you're good, like I, the thing I hate about our small group ministry is the moment people think they've got like three weeks under their belt. Oh, cool. I'm good. I don't, I don't have to go anymore. Yeah. And it's not the case, man. It's, this might be the fight of your life. It might be something that you struggle with the rest of your life, or you might see a huge breakthrough, but it doesn't mean then like you can just do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. I mean, it's having guardrails in your life that prevent you from falling over the cliff. It's, it's having things that just keep you in check. I remember when I was like the worst when it came to my porn addiction in high school. And I, and I always felt like, yeah, I know other people are doing it, but like, no one really close to me is doing it like I'm doing it. Cause that's what sin makes you think you're you're by yeah. yourself, you're isolated. And I remember telling Shane, my brother, 
like, hey, um, I'm really struggling with this. So at night, do not let me stay down here by myself. And then Shane told me, oh, me too. I'm having the same struggle as you. And I was like, oh, I'm not by myself in this. Just finding ways to check in to check in with other people, accountability. That's why I like X3 so much mm-hmm. is because it's that built-in accountability. I mean, my wife has, she's one of my accountability partners with that stuff. She knows some Mine of the struggles too. that I've had and and there's certain things that I can't do. Um, just like the NFL player could had to have a flip phone. Now, there's certain things that I make sure I don't do um, because I don't want to tempt myself to go down that path again. Mm-hmm. which is such a destructive path. But. And I've been through the um, X3 Pure workshop that you guys had oh, right on. Yeah. As, as well, and which is awesome. It, it, it really, really helps a lot. And I remember them talking about on there, uh, sometimes you might just need to get rid of your iPhone. And my first reaction was like, what? I'm not, I'm, I'm not living in, 19, yeah. in the 1990s anymore. <laughs> like, that, you can't be ridiculous. But, but then them saying, how ridiculous is it that we think I can't lose my smartphone when we're addicted to pornography through it and, and actually taking the, the steps necessary. And you're risking losing your marriage instead yep. of your phone. Yep, and it's all about the environments that you're in, as you were talking about, Craig, and saying that if you keep looking at pornography in this situation, then don't put yourself in that situation, uh, which makes a huge difference. Yeah, I know the amount of guys that won't give up anything. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's ridiculous. It's like, um, or put some parameters on that thing. You know, it's, oh, I need this. Well, okay, do you need your, your iPhone more or your marriage more? Right, and, right. And, and that's just, there's so many people that, especially in our world now with like the abundance of stuff that's online, oh, I read a blog or I do this, but it's like hard work. Like, mm-hmm. I'm tired of like, I mean, people, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a jerk, but like people <laughs> just, people waste your time like all the time. Yeah. And it's, and you just know, like, oh, we'll sit with these people. They don't want to do the hard work. Like, and I'm the king of shortcuts, man. I've bought the Ab Energizer. I've bought the Bowflex. <laughs> I've bought, the, like, the, the, you know, all, like, anything. You Like, I'm all about shortcuts. Yeah. Um, but what I've found is, like, with this, it, there's not a lot of shortcuts uh, mm-hmm. to get through this when it comes to porn. And, and it's, it's going to take, like, humbling yourself and, Man, for that, you know, veteran NFL player to, you're you're thinking about, oh, I don't want a, a roommate. Think about what you're going to do for that rookie that you're going to room yeah. with, and yeah. the impact. So he doesn't go bad. You know, the giving up the phone, giving up these things that when we look back on, uh, like, I mean, my wife and I are celebrating 19 years of marriage, and we're actually throwing a party because. Mm-hmm. Like you've never been invited to a 19-year wedding anniversary <laughs> party, and so we didn't we didn't want to wait till 20, but um, not because we don't think we'll be married, but we're kind of pissed that like all mm-hmm. our friends are divorced, you uh, know. Yeah. So like, and you know, we had a 10-year wedding marriage party, and you know, we told all our friends like, hey, we we're kind of the first to be married because we got married at like 22, and hey, you guys need to throw a party, like celebrate, like making it to 10, and then. When a lot of our friends didn't make it to ten, obviously we didn't get to go to anyone's party. But now at nineteen, <laughs> we're planning this party this summer, and we're like, "And this is marriage's work. Like yeah. getting over porn is work." But like, and you got to celebrate it. You got to go, man. We've made it, and and it, but it doesn't come with like out its challenges, without its effort into your marriage. And I, I feel like in our culture today, it's like. Oh, I'll read this blog, or I'll do this, or oh yeah, I, I skimmed over that. But it's no, I'm talking about like hard work, um, mm-hmm. and that's where I feel like a lot of us. Like I could sit with somebody and go, man, they're they're not willing to push through this, and then sadly, it's not going to work. And mm-hmm. you know, you're going to keep blowing up everybody's phone, but you're not going to want to go through this. And I get it; it's hard. You might not see. It's like paying down debt, like. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love listening yeah. to Dave Ramsey because, I mean, I wish I could have a radio show every day and say the same thing every day, you know, but <laughs> it's just like, you know, just, and you've listened to one show, you've listened to them all, but I think the reason why it hooks you in is you listen to all these people that call in and they're all in trouble, they all got giant debt, and he says the same thing, but then on Fridays, you do see like the hope, that the people that call in on Fridays and they go, they're debt free, and they scream, and they you know, and yeah, I think yeah. for me, we do see that. Like we've got the Fridays where, where people go, man, I've done it. But for a lot of people, 
they keep hearing the same thing and it's just like, man, I, I don't want to do it. And you, you feel sad, but you're just like, man, you, you've made mm-hmm. this mountain in front of you that, that yeah, you're, you're not going to get over. Yeah. So, um, and it, this, this could be our last, which I don't, we don't want to keep you too long, Craig. We really appreciate your time, but, um, what can the local church do to help people that are struggling with this, both men and women? Cause it's not just a man thing there. It's women that struggle with this too. And, and then even just people that are affected by it, family life. What can the local church do to help, um, people with these struggles? Well, I've seen, I've seen the church like really do a better job, and 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 I'm not taking obviously any of the credit. You can take for some that. credit, Craig. Uh, <laughs> you can take some credit. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't get you know in 2002 we start this like 2004. I mean, we'd been in from New York Times to Good Morning America. It didn't matter. I mean, everything, and yet I couldn't get a church to tackle this topic on a Sunday. Yeah, and that just those things. I mean, we don't know each other, but those things just drive me nuts. Where I'm like, yeah, yeah. Wait, why isn't the church? So it was, it was Bill Hybels. Well, it was Rob Bell first, then it was Bill Hybels and Craig Grishel. Like those three guys, all said, "Hey, this has to be done," and, and opened it up. And we've and seen then, we've seen it with with us. We're both have been youth pastors. We've seen where we're trying to do like a sex series for the youth students, and parents wouldn't let their kids come because they don't want their kids to hear about sex. Like, do you want us to teach them or their middle school friends? (laughs) Like it's, I don't know why it's such a stigma in the church when it runs the entire world, basically. Oh, it's so dumb that you don't, um, yeah. And churches, you know, they don't follow culture. They fall, sadly, they follow other churches. So luckily I think we've seen enough guys in the church that have kind of said, Hey, let's do this. So since Oh five, I think it was Oh five when it was our first Sunday, that we did this, you know, porn Sunday. And now, I mean, just last year, like we have this porn Sunday message that's up on the life church open network. And I think like 900 churches or something played it on a Sunday where I didn't have to get on a plane, you know, it was mm-hmm. just, and so I think things like that would never happen. You know, when you think even five years ago, churches wouldn't even play video, you know, the guy had yep. to be there live. Now we're, we're playing videos of a guy that's talking about porn and we're doing a whole week or a whole month about sex. And so to, I think more churches need to do that. And I think it's been cool to see churches say, Hey, let's tackle this topic on a Sunday because those men's breakfasts with 12 people with name tags, like nobody wants to go to that. <laughs> and, um, I don't want to go. I mean, we literally, when we book events now, I'll say like, I mean, I like the youth pastor, but you guys get it that like Mm -hmm. when the youth pastor picks you up for like the big Sunday weekend or the intern and you're like, where's the senior pastor? Oh, he's out of town this weekend. Yeah. That kind of sucks because you're like, this is a big weekend and I'm getting on a plane Sunday night. Mm -hmm. And it sets that precedent where if you're out of town, oh, cool. I don't want to be, I don't want to be bothered with this topic. I'll come back in town next week to talk about this. But the the senior pastors that sit in the front row and go, man, I wanted Craig to come in or I wanted somebody else to come in to do this, but I'm here and here's my struggle. Here's my honesty. Like that goes so much further than like any cool flyer you do about, you know, yeah. a billboard you do that, Hey, this is real. And I think that's what the church needs. Like more of those guys that are willing to say, duh, like I struggled with this, but I'm open and willing to talk about it and we need to talk about it as a church. And mm-hmm. luckily you see that happening. Whereas years ago we just beat our heads against the wall and went, why is the church like not talking about this? So obviously mm-hmm. more and more could be done, but it, there is hope there. And I think, um, you know, th- there's a lot of great things happening there. And I think um, if churches that, that want to do this, I mean, like all our stuff's free you could play a message. You don't have to bring us in. There's no, we've made it so easy where it's like, there's no excuse mm-hmm. not to actually say, Hey, I can't address this on a Sunday. And in the same way with our kids, I mean, I grew up with like those James Dobson cassettes that make you want to just throw up. But, <laughs> yeah. We used to watch um, that in high school. Uh, Christian. But school. my parents, like it was like one and done. Like you listen to the one thing you had the talk. And in the same way, parents can't just have one talk anymore. I don't think the church can address this as like, well, back at like 2006, we brought in Triple X Church, and yeah, it's 2017. Like, you know, 
you should mm-hmm. probably revisit this mm-hmm. more than once because I don't know really a bigger issue dividing marriages and, and tearing apart families and, and the church needs right. to, you know, keep all that together. Yeah. Well, Craig, we, we really want to thank you for your time and we appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to us about this. And, and, um, uh, I, I personally want to thank you because I've used, um, the triple X church for about 10 years or so. And, and it's changed my life in, in tremendous ways. And I never thought that I would be able to, to thank you personally for, for that and for all that you have instituted and, and the ways that you guys have helped me in, in my personal struggles. So we, we really appreciate all that you're doing to, to make a difference in the lives of people who are struggling with this addiction oh no thanks guys it's uh it's cool cool what you guys are doing as well mm-hmm. it's uh you know a lot of crap out there on the christian stuff so to see a, another <laughs> good podcast that doesn't kind of <laughs> you know sound like the rest of the noise it's, yeah uh, it's, yeah that's why i wanted to come do it so thanks, thanks so guys. much so um why don't you just give um just uh, your, your information out again really quick just the website where people can go um for help just to get more information about you yeah, main site's triplexchurch.com. Um, from there, I mean, like the project I talked about before, if you're a woman and this is a, a struggle of your husband or boyfriend, recover.org is a brand new program that we have. Um, and then on social media, I'm just at Craig Gross uh, on all social media, but you won't find much um, other than my stupidness and travels <laughs> um, there. So don't look for any spiritual enlightening on my social yeah, media yeah. channels. But, uh, <laughs> that's where, yeah, that's where you could, you could uh, check out. And then obviously, you know, there's X3 watch. Once you get to triple X church, you can find a host of all our, all yeah, our resources. Great. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll, and we'll put all the information on the show notes as well. But Craig, we really appreciate you coming on. Cool. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.